But first, our top story centers on a freight brokerage filing for, for Chapter 7 bankruptcy, holding millions of dollars owed to carriers. Clarissa Hawes joins us now to talk about it. Clarissa, thank you for being here this morning with us. As always, we've got another brokerage now, which is in the news, seeing some bad economic times. What's going on with this uh, brokerage? Sure. And in this case, we aren't sure what led to the company's decision to shutter operations and file for liquidation um, proceedings. Um, But we do know in court filings that uh, more than 60 smaller trucking companies like you know, when I was looking through the the filings, they're like, you know, less than five trucks. Some are owner operators. And and some of the amounts is like, yes, there it may be, you know, three thousand um, dollars here to one company and, you know, a couple thousand to another company. But when you're already operating on a thin margin right now, every dollar counts. And, and you know, and so as these brokerages or in this case, you know, um, you know, unsecured creditors are the the last in line. And in this case, they're saying that after administrative fees are paid, there will not be money to pay um, the unsecured creditors. So it's it's seemingly bad news for a lot of these smaller carriers that are owed um, collectively owed, owed millions of dollars. And Clarissa, we're talking about TransPlus here. Is there a number around how many carriers or entities are owed right now? Over 60. There were 66 on the original petition. But, um, you know, like as of late yesterday, they still hadn't filed um, additional paperwork that the judge was seeking. You know, their state of financial affairs and schedules, um, you know, to look at to see, you know, what assets um, could be sold and, and to pay, um, to possibly pay these, um, you know, creditors. But as of now, um, you know, those documents, I haven't done a check this morning, but they were not, they had not been filed yesterday afternoon. And so, Clarissa, with the size of this brokerage, are we looking at it being pretty substantially sized in their market? Or are they looking at being a smaller brokerage that was working with just, as you mentioned, those kind of 60 smaller carriers? It's a small brokerage, and 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 in looking at it, it had it had been run before, you know, it had operated before, but it, it appears that um, it changed ownership uh, about two years ago, and um, and you know that, and, and so, but yes, it's not a large brokerage, and m- mainly the carriers are operating, you know, in on the eastern, you know southeastern um, part of the country, a lot from Tennessee, um, you know, Mem- you know, like Memphis, Chattanooga, some from there as well, you know, area. But a lot of them are, you know, kind of southeastern based trucking, small trucking companies. And Clarissa, one of the big things, of course, that we've been watching with the current freight environment is that there's just been a lot of capacity that still remains and not has really shaken out compared to what we've seen a few years ago during the last freight recession. Do you think this could be one of the beginnings of something that we're going to continue to see, or is this maybe just a one-off event for now? I think we're going to continue. I could write stories about small, like one and two truck companies going out of business every day right now, um, based on what we're seeing. Um, just or or you know maybe they're waiting out until they can, 
you know, till uh, freight and, uh, you know, the environment improves. But I think I think um, we're going to continue to see more bankruptcies at, or or in some seeking to reorganize and just needing, you know, to kind of get some cash, you know, figured out situation figured out while others like in this case, they didn't seek to organize, reorganize at all and instead, you know, went to liquidate the company. And so, Clarissa, with this, it's interesting because they haven't quite responded to comment for this yet. But what does this look like for their situation going forward? What are their next steps? It depends on if the judge, if they filed an extension, you know, sometime after. I don't know if it just hadn't posted to the docket yesterday, late yesterday afternoon. But, you know, if the judge will agree to give them more time um, to file the necessary documents, and if not, they could dismiss, um, you know, the judge could potentially dismiss the bankruptcy for them, for them not providing all the financial statements and um, and possibly having to refile at a later date or or what. So we're, it's still unclear um, what what's going to happen going forward with this bankruptcy filing. And Clarissa, when we're looking at TransPlus, is there indication of how old this company is, how long they've been around? Is this one of the newer comers to the market after the COVID pandemic that propped up a lot of business or have they been around for a while? It, this company's, this, um, you know, like it, it appears this company was incorporated in about two years ago. And, um, but it appears that there was a transfer um, of ownership, um, you know, from a, another party that operated it before. Um, and so it, it seems like they were new to the industry or new to this brokerage. And, and you know, just, I don't know, you know, since they have not um, filed their, a lot of their paperwork to show what their income was. And, you know, and, you know, apparently it must have dipped significantly, um, it, maybe over the two years um, to really know what happened in this case. So, Clarissa, of course, you are our investigative reporter here at Freight Waves, and you write a ton about bankruptcies. We saw the bankruptcy yesterday from Lordstown Motors. Have you done any reading on that so far? Do you have any thoughts on what happened there with that situation? Well, I I read through some of the court filings. Um, Meg did a great, um, Scarborough did a great job um, on on writing the initial story on that, and it appears from what. Lordstown's perspective, you know, is saying in court filings that um, Foxcom um, allegedly wanted the facilities in the U.S., you know, their plant in Ohio, and it's like experienced um, workforce, you know, in in EV uh, vehicles, but um, maybe didn't want to move forward with the endurance EV pickup truck. And instead, we're seeking in, in court filings that they were seeking um, you know, seeking um, other EV manufacturers to have the their um, you know vehicles built at the Lordstown plant. Um, so there's, yeah, there's still a lot of unknowns there, and it, the case the court filing is 313 pages, I think, uh, if you want to for some easy reading um, over the weekend. Just some light homework, Anthony. I think we can assign that to you. If there's an audiobook for it, I'm all for it. But Clarissa, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Definitely a lot of developing situations happening right now. We'll continue to follow up with you as more comes out. Okay. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for that, Clarissa. Right now, we're going to go ahead and toss things on over to the wall. We've got our first carrier update of the morning.